Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, we got a pretty interesting episode today, I think so, right? Yeah. But uh, first, Manny, how you doing, buddy? Still resting. Still resting. Yeah, I'm still exhausted from the weekend. Well, it was your birthday weekend. Yes, yes. And happy birthday. I don't know if I told you on the last episode. No. Okay. <laughs> the last episode, we were too busy with Scott. That's true. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Which, again, if you guys haven't went back to listen to the episode, go check it out. Definitely check it out. All right. But uh, still resting. So what did you end up doing? Uh, Friday, we went to Texas Roadhouse for barbecue. Um, then pulled an all-nighter watching anime. <laughs> Saturday, just worked half day and then went out to Fullerton for Korean barbecue and just hanging out with a bunch of friends. And then pulled an all-nighter again watching anime. Jeez. And then Sunday, yeah, Sunday was just more wrestling, uh, resting and just uh, relaxing with family and everything. Uh, we went out to a Mexican seafood restaurant, and from there, we just spent the night, uh, spent the rest of the night, the rest of the day there, just like enjoying good food, live live music, some beers, and everything. And then another all nighter of anime. <laughs> okay, so what did you watch that had you up all fucking night for three <laughs> nights in a row? <laughs> uh, so I was watching uh, Jobless Reincarnation. And then also, I just start, I also started uh, Tokyo Revengers. Okay, all right, all right. I'm familiar with both. I've only seen one though. Yes, and that would be uh, which one did you say? Uh, I saw the Jobless Reincarnation one. Yeah, uh, I've been trying to get around to watching that one, and I finally had the opportunity to finally re- remind myself, "Hey, I can watch it." So okay. I finally got the chance to watch it, and I enjoyed it so much. You did okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you how you liked it. Uh, if if we can filter out some of the the over over the overly sexualized exploitation in the anime, it was it was really worth watching. Yeah, yeah, I I hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of scenes where I was kind of like, oh, that's a that's a big no. <laughs> <laughs> Or like when the when the kid wakes up in the castle and he's like, "Oh, there's a tower over there. I'm gonna go check it out." And he just you just hear girl, uh, like moaning sounds as he gets closer to the top, and then once he gets to the top, it's the lord of the, of the castle. Oh yes, yes, yes. With one of the yes, servants, right? Yeah. And then it just it doesn't help when like at the beginning of the show, you have him as a baby, but in the background, it's like you're just constantly hearing the parents just banging each other in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. No, there there was a a multiple. Multiple of scenes that were just like scenes and also what's the word I'm looking for? Intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit much at times. I mean, the storyline was cool. I, I'm like I said, I've said before, I know it's probably getting like way overplayed now, but I do really enjoy these isekais. Mm-hmm. So I, I did enjoy it, but yeah, there's definitely a, a lot of scenes I kind of wish they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> if they maybe toned it down a bit. Man, a lot of bit. There was yeah, there was there was really some bad ones in there. Especially his dad. His dad is just all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just the whole thing. I just wish they kind of chill a little bit. Mm-hmm. No chill was in there. <laughs> no, no chill. No chill. Yes, definitely. No chill was involved. Uh, but the other anime that I started watching was also Tokyo Revengers. It really just has the 
most similar experience as if you're watching a race. Going back and forth in time timelines, doing something in the past, and then altering the future for a better outcome. But next thing you know, just bigger events happen, so they constantly have to keep going back to, f- to try to find that one outcome that they want that benefits everybody. Okay, so similar in the time travel. Time traveler, time travel, and um, basically like um, kind of like the end goal. I want to say end goal, like or missions, just trying to alter the future to save somebody. Okay, so is this like a drama? What genre does it fall into? It's 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 kind of a comedy. It's more of a drama and like uh, and everything uh, action. Because for it to be similar to a race, that's some big shoes to fill. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it, dude. Really? So, okay. as we know, a race was about a kid or a, uh, a man that, like, had, like, these, like, similar, these weird situations every time he saw, like, a blue butterfly flying around where he can sense something is about to happen, like, if he already experienced it. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a deja vu flag. Kind of, yes, definitely. And that's what, and then next, you know, he was able to wake up in the past as a kid to figure out how to save uh, the girl for the life of me. I can't remember her name, but I could care less because she treated me wrong by choosing the other guy in the anime. <laughs> I, I, I know the main character was probably better off with a college student. It, they kind of foreshadowed it at the very beginning of the anime, but it just, I'm pretty sure you felt the same situation where like, like really you couldn't wait for him. I mean, the killer waited for him. Exactly. Okay, I was, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Damn, you beat me to the punch. My bad. <laughs> so, Tokyo Revengers is about like a modern day society with uh, Japanese biker gangs in middle school, high school, and then like, or just at that point, just becoming a juvenile delinquent that doesn't go to school anymore. Okay. All right. Well, if you're saying it compares to a race, so maybe I'll have to check it out. Not in the terms of sadness. Because I, I just the, yeah. mean in the terms of, uh, I guess, just the storyline kind of hitting mm-hmm. like that. It yeah, doesn't have to be a sad thing. It can be dramatic, suspenseful, whatever its niche might be. But Yeah, this would be like, I would say like this is also like more action because, again, it involves Japanese uh, biker gangs, turf wars, fighting, rivalries, all that stuff. Great. So how many uh, delinquent pompadours were there? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You see them in every color. Are you, oh, you're serious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could take this one serious at all. <laughs> it's got some funny moments, dude, so you'll enjoy it if you get the chance to watch it. All right, all right. I'll try to look past the damn pompadours. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like all, all like the, those plot twists, like, oh, he goes back to the future and he thinks that... He, they finally uh, fix the situation and everything, but next, you know, it just gets fucking worse. So he has to go back and just, like, spend more time in the past. Because in, in the other, in Erase, we saw that he really didn't have control of himself to be able to go back and forth, right? Yeah. Whereas this one, they actually found a way to trigger it so he can go back and forth, where, like, his body in the future or in the present time would go into a, a state of suspended animation, while he's actually back in the past and actually changing events to that would change the future. Okay, okay. So they were able to find like a, an actual trigger system to be able to do it, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, okay. That sounds interesting. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. 
pompadours and all. I'll check it out. Yes. <laughs> I'm also excited because I did just see that they finally announced uh, Shield Hero Season 2 for April of 2022. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. And I actually also rewatched Shield Hero just re- uh, this past weekend as well. Yeah. Shield Hero was 2020 or 2019? I feel like they made us wait a long time for that. <laughs> I want to say 2019 because I don't think it came out where we were. Or 2018. I feel like we waited you were, a long no, time you were, for You that. were still at, the, at the, your other house in Riverside when it came out. Was I? Yes. Yeah, they made us wait a long time for that <laughs> one. <then>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the anime was just that good, so maybe they were just taking the time to make it perfection, honestly. Let's hope so. I hope so. Let's, yes. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, because I feel. Yeah, when you said it, I was kind of like, oh yeah, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, no, that thing, that thing's kind of older now. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, let's hope it hits like it did the first season. Definitely. And then, uh, so also we also have uh the first year anniversary for Genshin Impact. Oh, that one's the game. Yes. Yes. Okay. The game. Uh, you can play it on PC, consoles smartphones and uh, like androids and iphones and everything and supposedly it's cloud across platform on all platforms basically okay so again this is this is a japanese stu- uh, japanese game i mean no, not japanese actually it's chinese it's a, it's a chinese game um and it's also a gacha game for most people that don't know gacha games are like adventure games or like lottery system games where you can spend so much money and never be guaranteed to get the items Characters, skins, stuff that you want. Kind of like that uh, story we talked about with the kids and gambling on these games, right? Yes. Okay. Whereas in comparison to other games where you pay for microtransactions, like for loot boxes and stuff, there's always a guarantee in those types of situations, especially if you're just uh, paying to win, like buying the best guns outright just to do better in the game and everything. Yeah. Uh, Where in these situations, you could be spending thousands of dollars and never get the one thing you need. And then next you know, the event ends and you can no longer get it. Okay. So, um, with that, Genshin and Mihoyo, the, the company that made the, uh, the game, uh, they actually made $2 billion in just one year alone from Google Play Store and um, Apple's uh, App Store. So, that's just mobile phone players. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Um, I didn't see any info of what we, oh no, actually no, not two billion. It says it's one billion, one billion. Okay. Or I'm actually right. One billion within just six months after the release. (sighs) Yes. That's fucking wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, they made like a bunch of these events. They made like a, kind of like a yearbook thing, like to remember everything you've done in the game. Our buddy Tommy placed into the top 10% of how many pigeons he killed in the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, there's an NPC character that loves to play with pigeons and loves to feed them, take care of them and stuff. And every time you kill a pigeon in front of him, he just he just gives you like forced dialogue where he starts talking to you how sad he is, but he'll forgive you. And people just don't care and care for him. And they just call him fuck off Timmy or Jimmy. I forgot his name. I think it's Timmy. Yeah, it's Timmy. <laughs> Okay. So our buddy Tommy placed top ten percent in the world of killing the pigeons for t- in front of Timmy. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, though, 
most people are not really happy about the one year anniversary. Why is that? Uh, in other games that I've played, when we have like an anniversary event, we get like lots of rewards, lots of bonuses, lots of in-game prizes and stuff, like currency, like buffs, a bunch of other stuff that we that were like, oh yeah, my character, I'm gonna be able to upgrade my character, um, just just a bunch of random shit. Yeah, and whereas with Genshin. People were pissed at how low quality they gave rewards to for the one year anniversary. All right. People get pissed out of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And it got to a point where like Mihoyo was like deleting lots of threads and stuff on forums to like help, I guess not to spread the hate towards them for not thanking enough the players, especially after how much money they made. Well, how do you think they made the money? <laughs> Which, honestly, they also played a smart move because from what I heard, they dumped almost a lot of the money they made off the trans online transactions into advertisements just to heavily advertise more of the game. Yeah, to keep pushing it out. Mm-hmm. Smart. Kind of like Rockstar with Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I mean, I know. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to throw shit. Which I did hear they're coming out with a remaster collection. Yeah. Well, or, before we get into that, how much money have you spent on Kitchen Impact? <laughs> I'm only going to say this once. I played the fifth. Oh, you don't want to put it on record. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. You were top 10%. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. Not even. All right, all right. So I downloaded it. I think after we had that talk about it, because uh, I think when we talked about all the gotcha games and uh, I think I th- I was under the assumption it was literally just like a data number game where you're just clicking shit and doing gotchas and clicking shit. Mm-hmm. And then you told me like, no, it's an actual adventure style game thing. Adventure, RPG and everything. Yeah, this was uh, maybe two months ago, three months ago mm-hmm. when we did that story. So I had actually downloaded it on my phone after we recorded that episode. Open, like, let it download. It was a big download pack on my phone. Yeah. Opened oh, it up. Oh, you put, you did it on your phone. I didn't know it was on PC. I assumed it was just a mobile phone game. Bro, like, you saw me playing it on my on my laptop last time. I don't know what the fuck you were playing. <laughs> so, after that conversation, I tried to download it on my phone. And then I tried to, uh, which I was kind of impressed. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it is, like, an actual full adventure style mm-hmm. thing. And. I tried to move around and play it on my phone, and I got super annoyed and deleted it <laughs> like five minutes later. <laughs> was it because of like the gameplay on the phone, or I think it's the gameplay on the phone. For okay, me. I can't see myself on a phone playing that kind of game. Okay, like that's yeah, that was super annoying. I mean, you could also just download on your P- on your Xbox and actually play it there too. We'll see. Yeah, I didn't know it was like actually mm-hmm. on. The systems and the PC and stuff like that. I assume this was just a fucking mobile phone app. Yeah. No, I play on PC, but I use a controller. Like, I, can, I, I won't consider myself like a PC gamer because um, some of the games I play, I'll still, I'll still just connect like my PS4 controller through via USB cord and stuff and just play, honestly. I mean, I hear you. I have a controller in that drawer right there. <laughs> I've seen it. But yeah, um, what was I going to say? Kind of interrupted me when you were talking about that. Oh, you were going into Grand Theft Auto, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did hear that they're going to come up with the remaster collection for Grand Theft Auto, 
So I think it's Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, they can't go out with a remastered 5 because they're still in it. They're still pushing it, yes. They're still in it for the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd be down for that. Just to see, just to play those games again, especially on the new gen consoles and everything. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. For me, Grand Theft Auto is one of those games I don't really enjoy going back to play. Mm. And I think those specifically, just because there was so much growth between them. Growth in what way? So, I could be having these a little bit mixed up, right? But if you go back to like three or Vice City, right? Mm -hmm. Those I think you couldn't swim. Oh. You couldn't ride a bike. I, th I think right. right there, yes. there was like, and then then you kind of got into like uh, San Andreas. Now you had a bike. Then you, you could can swim. swim. Yeah, and I don't remember if three and Vice. I think Vice City had like helicopters. I don't remember if if three had any like aerial. I've never played vehicle. three, honestly. You've never played three? I played Vice City, uh, San Andreas. I know I've played another one, but I can't remember. It's not. I'm not, and I don't mean five. Probably Everybody, like Liberty City Stories. Yes, or something. that one. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I'm trying to remember like the a name. Little spinoff one. Yeah. Anyways. I was trying to remember the name. Yeah. So, to me, every time, like, if I go back to the old one, I always miss the new expansive things they did on like San Andreas. You know. Mm. By San Andreas, it's kind of like you can go in the water, you can go in the air, you can go off road, you can go on road, you can pedal, you can do, you can jetpack. Yeah, you can do it more of anything. So, for me, Grand Theft Auto was never one of those games I ever wanted to go back to Vice City because I felt like I was limiting myself mm. every time I went backwards on those. Okay, okay. I will say though, San Andreas was probably the best Grand Theft Auto game. I was stuck on that was that was like my shit forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. And then uh, we did have an announcement. Uh, Nintendo finally revealed their final. Character add-on for Super Smash Ultimate. Oh, we're in headlines. Yes. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> we just kind of did a little smooth transition here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. So we're on the Smash story. Smash, uh, Smash, uh, Super Smash uh, Ultimate. Got it. Okay. So since Super Smash Ultimate ever came out, they've like been every few months or or I don't know when they decided to release new characters and new. Uh, DC DLC characters and everything, but October fifth of this week they announced and revealed the final character ever to ever be added to the roster now, and that is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Okay, which kind of sads me honestly. It, it seems a little bit uninspired because <laughs> I really wanted Waluigi. I guess. I mean, I I no no. I'm I'm just thinking like I think the Nintendo did Waluigi so dirty of not adding him to the roster, which I know a lot of people also felt the same way in the Smash community, uh, not having Waluigi in the game because he was actually quite kind of a fun character to play with. But the all the honor the the all the other reason why is because I had Korean barbecue on the line. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I had a Korean barbecue on the line on that shit. Oh no, I don't want to smell that from here back up. <laughs> you need that extra COVID ten feet now. <laughs> what do you mean? 
Korean barbecue, you got some stinky burps after that shit. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, that, you enjoy it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I know that Nintendo had a direct announce, uh, like a direct showcase a few day a few weeks ago, and it was like, oh yeah, they might announce the the new Smash character. My buddies told me he's like, oh shit, I hope it's Waluigi. He's like, boy, if it is Waluigi, I will get, I will pay for Korean barbecue for you. And so I've been hoping it's Waluigi. And you lost that one out. I did. Oh, that sucks. I know. Yeah, that seems like kind of a very. I mean, I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan. I never played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. And I'm sorry to anybody that listens and is big into the gaming community, especially for the Kingdom Hearts community and stuff. I just, it just never caught my interest. I mean, I do like Disney and everything and some of the movies and stuff, but the the game just doesn't catch my interest. I think I tried it. That's the turn style R- um, RPG, right? I never played it. I think it's turn style. Like, you know, you, you assemble a team or whatever, and then they take, turns doing attacks back mm, okay and i've personally never liked those <laughs> like, <laughs> in any capacity there, there's been there's some games that actually do decent on that stuff so i i guess i mean you, you have to really really be into it mm-hmm. but i just for me it's never really got it okay okay and i mean so this is a big this is also a big announcement honestly because as we said, this is the final character to be added onto the roster. So who knows what Nintendo has planned for the Smash community or just for Super Smash Ultimate? Are they going to continue to let it grow, or keep going, or are they going to come up with a new Smash game that we that we're expecting? Maybe who knows? Okay, so, well, if it's the last character, would they bother actually doing a new game? Who knows? I mean, yeah. they they benefit mostly off of like Smash tournaments or just tournaments and tournaments in general, big events and everything for gaming and stuff. Yeah, but unless but unless if it's like Super Smash Melee, they don't benefit off that. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So live producing right here too. Uh, correction on Kingdom Hearts: it is not turn based. I think I saw, I was Googling it right now while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> this man. I was curious now. I guess, I think I was mixing it up with Final Fantasy. I've never played Final Fantasy either. Okay, I think that one's turn-based. Okay. And uh, I think Kingdom Hearts, I think I saw on there that there was like one that was turn-based, I guess. Maybe it was a spin-off game or something. Hmm. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a whole nother lore. It looks like there's a ton of games to that, and I'm sure there's a big fandom for it too but yeah there always is trust me yeah i know i know <laughs> but anyways manny let's keep going all righty and we are witnessing a very interesting series or i don't know if you can call it. yeah it's a it's a series it's a series. Right? it's a series that is just trending everywhere that's called squid game yes that's a netflix original <laughs> are you sure it's an original well, that's what we're going to get into. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sure everybody has at least maybe caught wind of this, maybe. I I've, I see it everywhere, but I haven't got the chance to actually look into it more and actually watch the show. Okay. All right. Well, everybody's at least heard of the show. That's Squid Game. That's the... So so with how you've gone, how far you've gone, walk me through it then. All right. So 
essentially there are, you know, obviously your main protagonists and they do have kind of side stories a little bit for the rest of the characters. But the thing that the protagonists and the other characters all share are they are in deep, deep financial debt. Huh. Now, whether so that's the common trend then. Well, the common trend is for all of them. They're they're char- they're uh you know their common denominator, right? Yeah. Of how they're chosen for to participate in these games, right? The squid games are that they're all in crippling debt. It's not a hentai, right? No. <laughs> just asking because it's got squid in the title. I know, I know. You're just thinking tentacles, debt. How am I going to pay that off? Suction cup, <laughs> suction cup. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. So they're all in debt, whether it's like to loan sharks, whether they've basically on the brink of bankruptcy and they've put collateral up on their families' houses or businesses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They all have that same similarity in common. I'm not going to get super deep in the details of each individual character and how they connect, blah, blah, blah. But the overview is that they're on hard times. And this takes place in, if I'm correct, in South Korea, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So they're all on hard times. And, excuse me, they are approached with a proposition to make money. Now, the proposition being that they will play these games for money, right? And they're not really, you know, obviously they're not telling them right off the back that, you know, it's a life or death situation or anything. But basically, like, the main character, he's kind of approached in the sense of uh, gambling, right? He's approached by a stranger, basically gamble. Gamble some money, and he loses, right? But he loses what he doesn't have. He doesn't have that much money to pay him. Mm -hmm. So the guy bitch slaps him. Ooh. And he goes, for you know, for, for every time you lose, instead of paying me, I'll slap you. So they keep playing, and they keep playing, and they keep playing, right? And I'm guessing the slaps just got progressing more and more. No, they were just slaps. Oh. They were just slaps. He wasn't trying to kill them or nothing. He was okay, just slapping the shit out of them. I was expecting it to elevate. No. <laughs> um, but basically, it allowed, it enabled that guy to go, well, fuck it. I'll take a slap if it means I don't have to pay this debt and I can keep gambling. So he keeps trying to gamble because he's trying to win the money, right? Because he keeps losing. Eventually, he wins. And this idiot's all riled up that he goes to try to slap him. <laughs> Ooh. And the guy grabs his hand and goes and gives him the money. So, you know, then he's like, look, you know, you've traded off your physical well-being in lieu of money. If you want to keep doing this, there's other games we could play for more money. And he leaves him with a business card. Key, key point what you just said, well-being. Well, yeah, his physical, you know... His well-being, he traded getting bitch slapped for money debt. <laughs> so, obviously, he's kind of, like, weirded out by it, but he got the money. He's on a hype. Um, he's basically on a win high. Yeah. Fast forward, he decides to call this business card and join the games. Um, again, I won't get into the super hard details of the abduction, but they abduct him in a way where he doesn't know where he's going. Right? They, he goes to a, He basically gets knocked out wakes up and he's in this jumpsuit like you see in the trailers yes and i'm guessing in a room with just countless other people in the same situation exact same situation everybody so they go to play the first game and that's kind of where you see the and i'm sure you've seen the trailer of like the red light green light thing right mm-hmm. 
So that's we're gonna we're gonna kind of harp on this one a little bit just for what we're talking about on this topic. But that's where they kind of start off. Obviously, the mechanism turns around. It says green light. It turns around, you know, and when red it turns light. around, it's red light. And whoever it sees, it catches moving. The people in the pink with the masks, with the triangle face masks, start shooting them. Yes. And they'll kill whoever does that. So then everybody freaks out and blah, 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 right? And lots of people are dying. Yes. So yes, that's, I do remember seeing a clip of that on like social media and stuff. Okay, so every person that dies is worth, um, I think like a million won or whatever. So you mean to tell me that the more people dead, the more money on the outcome? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> they're they're supposed to play six games in total. If the survivor of all six games wins the pot, and I believe it's somewhere around like. 46 billion one. God damn. Yeah, I think that translates out to like <clears throat> $21 million US or something. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, there is a way for them to stop playing, but it has to be a democratic vote among the players, and they all have to agree to it. That's the only way they can stop the game. Other than that, if you try to quit, they will obviously shoot you. And it has to be... Unanimous decision for everybody to quit? Majority. Oh, majority. Just majority. Okay. So <clears throat> they have that game as well, several others. <clears throat> Excuse me, geez. So now we'll kind of get into the drums. <laughs> Is this original? Yes. Yeah, so when I first saw it and I started watching it, my first thought was like, dude, this could have been an awesome anime. And, you know, there are a ton a ton of like survival game animes there is there is yeah there, there's a bunch of them that was released recently some of them that are even pretty old we have one anime called batum i don't know if you've seen that one which one's that it's an older anime um people that don't like other people they'll so they'll just call a con they'll contact a company have the people they hate in life kidnap them and send them to an island where they're forced to kill each other through games and stuff Okay, yeah, no, that's already similar. Um, to a different extent, a little bit more sci-fi is a Future Diary. That is true. That's also a game supposedly, you know, to decide the next god, basically. Well, that true, true. But it's a death game. It's a mm -hmm. game put on your line. Um, there's Darwin's game that came out recently. Yes. Um, to a lesser, lesser extent, there's like Assassination Classroom kind of thing. I still have yet to see that one. Actually, I could be mixing up the name. Yep, I'm mixing up the name. Okay. I forget what it is, but there's several, several examples of this in anime, right? What about that one anime you told me to watch that you cosplayed before? That was Future Diary. No, 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 no. The, another one. Dude has a scythe. Oh, um, crap. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I guess angels of death. Angels of death. Angels I'm guessing like death. a little, uh, also kind of like a similar situation with that, maybe. Yes, ac yeah, I, I would say so because they did have other participants that went through those floors and got murdered on those floors. Okay. Yeah, so that's another really good similar one. So, like we said, there's dozens upon dozens of examples. We can probably keep digging through our little memory archives mm -hmm. and and find these. So that was my first impression. Like, oh man, this would make like. An awesome anime. There's a bunch of 
stuff in that genre, right? And then I came into play. And then you came and you said that you had read somewhere or saw a post or something that it was actually being accused of being a ripoff. Yes. So for as much coverage as this thing has been getting, I have not seen this. Netflix is actually in suit over this series too. Are they? I guess it's... it's the phone cons- number. I guess it's consuming, uh, it's consuming so much data and coverage from the the television networks in South Korea. Okay. But it, it, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, it's weird. Okay. Maybe we'll dive into that later. Uh, but they are being sued for a phone number. <laughs> really? Yes. Apparently, they did not do their due gil- diligence when they used the phone number on the business card for calling to participate in the Squid Game. Oh, Jesus. And this poor fucking guy... <laughs> has been receiving calls non-fucking-stop from randos asking him to participate, <laughs> that they want to participate in the Squid Games. At that point, he should just, like, ask the government to blacklist that number and just get a new number. We'll see. You know, interesting debate, but he doesn't want to change his number. He says he's had this number forever, like, for, I think, over a decade. He doesn't want to change it, and he thinks they need to do something about it. So he's suing. At, at, at that point, just get paid royalties. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know how it's going to end up. I'll probably follow up on the story as it progresses. But, yeah, he, he's kind of being a little bit stubborn and saying, I don't want to fucking change my number. You guys you guys are the ones that messed it up, you know? So I'm not sure how that's going to work for him. But, hey, more power to him. Go for it, man. <laughs> true, true. So going back to the ripoff part, I did mention to you that I did see some articles that have been accused of being a ripoff. Yes. And then so we looked, we dove into it, we looked into it, and we finally found it. And I do remember seeing multiple clips from this and anime, this live action anime. Yes, and uh, this live action is called where's that? As the gods will. As the gods will, or in the Japanese terms, it would be Kamisame no Ui Tori. Good job, Manny. You're welcome. Yes. I can attest that that was accurate. I can try to attest. <laughs> so, yeah, the main, main, main one that seems to be kind of getting everybody's attention is obviously the first game, the red light, green light. Red light, green light, yes. But So, so I think the only difference is that we've seen – or can actually go. Well, the main difference is that obviously uh, one has supernatural powers and the other is – done with bullets yeah from what it looks like like supernatural powers and deities kind of huh yeah yeah well as the gods will yeah so it seems like they were in a classroom rather than you know hundreds on a field it's more of a condensed classroom yeah so i I actually have a synopsis right here uh it's the story is about shun takahata as an ordinary high school student and one day as he goes to school he finds himself in a situation where they are forced to play these games where it's life or death and they have to figure out who's behind the games because they have no, and with no knowledge of who's behind the games and just trying to stay alive. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so this game that they're kind of depicting in here and as the God's will was released back in 2015. Yeah. Early or late 2014, the live action, not the manga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. So 2015 was the was the movie. The manga was back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And the live action only covered part one of the manga. Yes. 
So in the live action, they do have this scene where in the classroom they have this deity, uh, Sockum, <laughs> like the Rockum Sockum. It looks I, like I it don't bobbles, know. like when you punch it and it comes back up. I just call him Angry Tomato. Sure, sure. He does look like an angry tomato. And basically the same situation as the creepy girl from the red light, green light, and squid game. He turns around. They're supposed to move forward. And then he snaps around really quickly. And anybody that's caught moving, I mean, basically explodes. Like <laughs> Yeah, their, their heads explode. Yeah, their heads basically just explode. And there is also a digital timer. So this was kind of like the whole assumption or assumption that basically like they're kind of ripping off of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So the comment from uh, the the director of Squid Game was that when he was making it, he said that he began the script back in 2008 and he came up. He started planning it in 2008 and wrote the script in 2009. He said that as they were filming it, that they somebody did mention the similarities to the movie as the God's will, but it's all coincidental. Now, mm. on the other side, they're saying that it's not just coincidental simply because of the just the game, right? Because they obviously use the Korean version of the game, right? Yes, and this is the, and as the God's will is Japan. Yes. So, however, this, I'm looking at it as oh, no, actually, no, never mind. Never mind. That's right. So one of the one of the screenshots they have here where they kind of do a side by side of the angry tomato, the red light, green light girl, right? Mm-hmm. The timer, but they also actually capture the way the whole scene was even filmed. Huh. So it's not so much just the game. And I think that's what kind of has everybody questioning questioning it, you know what I mean? Because it's not just the game, it's not just the premise. But it's also literally the cinematography. Hmm. So you have the zoom-ins on the face of the tomato. You have the zoom-ins on the little girl, right? You have the players diving at the last second, right before the timer comes out, and he would he would eliminated them. You have the first kill with the blood splatter on a girl while she freaks out from the blood splatter from the person who died in front of her. And causing a chain reaction for everybody else to react when they're not supposed to. Exactly. So it's kind of like it's the question. whole way it was filmed. And I'm, getting, I'm guessing this is true, but someone actually made it to the girl in the red light gre- and green light? Somebody what? Actually made it to the end? Uh, Well, yeah, the whole purpose is that everybody. So the way it I works. Know, but I'm guessing somebody did, right? A lot of people did. And what happened after? They were fine. Because if I remember in the Japanese one, when someone finally got up to it and they actually beat it, it restarted the game, if I remember so they had to go through it all over again. Really? Which was, I thought it was like, it's like, oh, oh, finally a sigh of relief. Nope, you're still fucked. Oh, okay, okay. I'd have to rewatch it again, dude. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. No, so this one basically, uh, the purpose is that they have to reach the line before the timer runs out. And if what happens ti- if the timer runs out? Do they all die? They all die. Not, well, whoever is not past the line. Oh. Whoever didn't make it past the line before the timer runs out is just automatically killed. And how long was the timer? Um, I believe it was like three minutes. Ooh, yeah. Five minutes? I don't know. I, I don't remember. It was great. It was, like I said, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, I was a little bit shocked when I started seeing the side-by-sides on them. Because it literally looks like the way it was filmed was 
very similar to just call coincidence. Okay, okay. Now, one of the things that doesn't seem to be mentioned a lot, and maybe you can help um, it, or maybe if you can remember it well, you can help me uh, help describe it for me. But apparently, there was also a tug of war scene that was very similar. Do you remember that one in the uh, As the Gods Will? My memory is foggy on it, honestly. Okay. Well, I guess the way that they did the game on Squid Game with the tug of war was actually very similar to the way they did it as the gods will as well. Hmm. So it's not just one scene, but it seems that uh, the director from uh, Squid Game is just making it seem like it's just that one scene because it's the same game. And it's kind of funny because the way he kind of uh, on his quote, it kind of sounds like, you know, bit of an asshole. (laughs) Because he kind of just said, well, technically, I wrote mine in 08, so I was first. So, <laughs> even if you wrote it, did it was it published? Who knows? No. And, and how is, would somebody from Japan know about this? Yeah, and this is kind of what, um, what I really found funny, right? So director uh, Huang, which is from the Squid Games, right? Mm-hmm. This is his exact quote here. After I filmed my debut in 2008... I went to a lot of manga and manhwa bookstores. I saw a lot of survivor stories, so I thought it'd be interesting if the genre was recreated in a Korean way. Hmm. So he said, he basically said literally he saw a bunch of stories and decided to copy it in Korean way. (laughs) Then he's trying to defend himself and say he didn't copy anything. Yeah, well. I mean, doesn't that kind of like... Red flags everywhere. Yeah, he kind of like just kind of ratted himself out. (laughs) When I read that, I was like, did he know what he just said? So, yeah, I thought that was kind of (laughs) funny. And the dumbass of the award goes to? (laughs) I mean, I'm still going to go and finish Squid Game. It looks pretty entertaining. But it looks like now I have to go watch that Japanese film, too. Yeah, I'll probably continue watching Squirt Game, too. God damn it, Manny. <laughs> Dirty mofo. Only um, only few will understand. You know, I'm not sure. Is it like a, maybe it's like a Korean thing? Every time we do a story that has to do with like K-pop or anything in that BTS stuff, they always have these interesting acronyms that I'm always learning. Acronyms. Or not acronyms, I guess new words or phrasing for it okay so i kept seeing these articles netizen or netizens i'm not sure how you would pronounce it exactly i'd have to see the word honestly i I, I don't know no idea what the fuck it means and i'm like what the hell is that did you google it i did so that's the way it's spelled out right there netizens are wait let me see it yeah so I did Google it because I was oh, like, what is this? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. The word citizen, net. Yeah. Netizens. That's what I got. Yep. Okay. That's what Google told me. And I'm like, I didn't even have to Google it. Where the hell do they keep coming up with this shit? <laughs> and why do they use it in so many articles like it's common? Because, again, we live in an age now where everybody thinks they're a keyboard warrior and a net banger. I stand. You're sitting. I know, but that, <laughs> it, that, that's one of those words, too, that I still don't remember what it means. 
I, I remember the word, but I forgot what it means already. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, maybe I'll learn some more of this lingo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can pretty if you want to become a net banger and just like stay on. Uh, no, it's a netizen, Manny. I mean, if you want to be a keyboard warrior too, about it. No, it's called netizen. <laughs> Whatever you want, netizen, keyboard warrior. I've never heard that phrase before, and it literally this was like on. At least four out of the six articles I pulled up. Huh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I was like, okay, they keep mentioning it. I was starting to think it was like the group or production company or something that made like um, As the Gods Will. No, it's literally just fucking internet communities. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? So I learned a new word. You learn something every day. Right, right. All right, Manny, what do we got next, bud? All righty, and then we have some updates for the Civic Type R, correct? Yes, so we got some release pictures, uh, obviously with the camouflage wrap. Like, as always? As always. So it looks like they're going to start or begin testing at the Nurburgring again. They're so, going to try to beat their own record or what? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe it'd be a, a little bit less, um, how do I say scrupulous right because i remember there was a lot of scrutiny saying that it wasn't like a fully fully stock one but that supposedly it already had a cage that they were thinking it possibly already had weight reduction like there was a lot of little scrutiny to it Mm. so maybe they won't catch that this time they'll avoid that whole little bs you know okay but it looks like they're ready to start going it looks like they got rid of the the giant giant fucking wheels from the previous gen <laughs> it looks a bit more mature uh what do you think about it uh i mean i did see the pictures but like because of the every whenever i see a prototype car or something and like those camouflage wraps or blankets and stuff it, i just don't pay attention too much to actually get an idea of what they could actually look like without the wraps and stuff okay all right but I just more look towards what's it going to do in performance-wise. Yeah. Well, we know that the, obviously, it's off the base Civics, and we know the base Civic has a more mature look right now. Mm-hmm. So we know it's basically going to be a slightly s- souped version of that, right? So a little bit more performance out of it then. More performance. We know it already has the, the wing, right? Mm-hmm. You can see already, even with the camouflage, that they have... Um, Sort of a, a flares on the fenders, right? Kind of like to wide it, widen the track width. Okay. So they do have some of that. You can see how big the uh, the grill is on the bottom for the intercooler. So it gives you a fair idea of what it's going to look like. A pretty fair idea. But obviously, yeah, we're going to see what it actually ends up doing. We'll see. Hopefully it makes a little bit more power. And hopefully this one doesn't overheat. (laughs) That has always been the big uh, complaint about it, overheating, huh? Honestly, if it didn't have that overheating issue, I might still have my Type R. Really? Yeah. It was great. I fucking loved the car, dude. It was comfortable. It performed super well. I had a blast driving it on the track. But... Uh... Ideally, I kind of wanted to take it and just drive it and go as fast as I could in its 
more or less stock position, right? Because it was such a good car already. I wasn't capable of driving it to the car's limit, right? So if I'm not able to drive it to the car's limit, I really don't have need to add a ton of power and a ton of extra shit until I got better as a driver. With that said, I was overheating that motherfucker every time I went out. But like, did Honda ever do anything to... They never addressed it. They refused to address it. Did they acknowledge it though? Uh, they didn't acknowledge it in the sense of taking responsibility, but basically it was kind of turned into an issue of, uh, yeah, just don't drive the car that hard when it's hot. It's like they built the car for a reason. Yeah. And they don't want you to use it and for that reason. That reason, you know, it, it, they just didn't handle. They didn't handle it, and I really am disappointed with how they handled it. So, yeah, if they would have had that issue fixed, I might still have the car. Because I think it would have been pretty cool to class it stock and see how it would have done in, like, a time trial situation, you know? Okay. Because, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I was not driving to the full capability of that car. And I know that at least at one track, I was pulling out three-second times faster than somebody who was tuned and gutted. Bolton gutted coilovers and fucking suspension stiffening. Damn, Tony throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying it was a, so capable of a car that you don't need all that if you practiced, I guess, correctly and had some good guidance okay. like we okay. did. You no, know, yeah. I had some good guidance, and I know that I still had a lot on the table. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So it's kind of like it would have been really cool to class that car out stock and see what it would would have done, but. Not with that overheating issue, dude. It it honestly kind of, it spoiled it a lot for me. It really did. But anyways, I got a question for you. Ask away. So sort of pertaining with this, we have the new Type R coming. We got these little teasers trickling in for the Integra, right? The Integra, yes. Uh, we've already been seeing the, the Proto, right? The Proto Z, the 400. We, now we've already seen the Super in, right? Mm-hmm. So we're seeing all these sport cars kind of coming in and trickling in, right? Is there anything on your radar, anything that you've kind of seen as your favorite so far? If you were shopping right now, where would your money be at? Well, not right now because the, the market is just super bad right now. <laughs> all right. That was super saturated. They, they're making so many of them, they're shitting them out. So <laughs> where is your money at right now? It would probably be a tie between the Civic Type R and the 400. The Civic Type R and the 400. Why is that? I mean, I already got the chance to drive the Type R, and I actually really enjoyed it, honestly. It is a very, very fun car to drive. But also, the 400Z just deflects on super owners because it's a manual. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and I, I've always really liked the Z cars, honestly, to the, to the old days with the Datsuns, like the 240Z and the 280Z. All right, all right. Um, I just always hate talking about them because I always forget the Z and everybody just thinks I'm talking about the 240SXs. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but my personal favorite is the 77 280Z. Really? Okay. Those are fairly... They're fairly cheap and obtainable. Yeah, I know. Just that I've seen some really, ni really nice looking ones that have been fixed up and everything. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty easy to get. 
Then we can just find somebody that's going to fuck up their 350 or G35 and <laughs> you got a motor right there. <laughs> or just put a 350 block in there. That too. That too. All right. All right. So you're kind of split between those two. Mm-hmm. All right. How do you feel about the Integra possibly being four doors? The Integra never caught my interest. I'm not no. going to Really? It, even the old ones. Interesting. Um, I guess I was never around people that were, like, big into, into the Integra scene. I mean, most of the people I saw was like, oh, uh, Subis, the WRX, Impreza's, oh, Honda's, oh, the, the, uh, the Civics, um, Nissan, the 350s and everything. But I never, as growing up and stuff, um, and not getting more into the car scene later on my, with myself, I just never saw the Integra ever. Or okay. ever you were like bad an eye towards it. Yeah. Most of the time the Civic guys are, are usually trying to upgrade to the Integra. <laughs> mm. Okay. All right, all right. So for me, I was really excited to see about the Integra. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that the new type R was coming out. And it kind of just reminded me of my experience with the type R. And it kind of kind of killed my motivation for the Integra. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm really hoping it's not. It'd be awesome to kind of see something great come out of there again, you know? But, again, I I really think the the overheating issue and and Honda not standing by it to kind of address the issue and fix the issue in any kind of capacity or any sort of attempt to fix it, it kind of left me a little bit sour. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until, like, after my college years is when I found my stuff. Start- I mean, I always liked cars, but not to the extent of, like, now, honestly. It's just, like, it's a like. It's like, oh, that's a nice-ass car. It's like, as you, as you grew up as a little kid, like, like, oh, that's a badass car. That's a badass fucking car. But, like, as I got older and, like, after college and everything, I got more involved in everything. So, to a point where, like, I can think of it as my hobby and everything. And even then, just... I just never saw Integra's to the point where, like, it would leave an impression on me as well. Got it. Okay. Well, with that said, I am in the 400 camp still. Like, fairly firmly now. Mm. Just because uh, more than likely they're going to recycle engine turbos, whatnot, from, like, the Q50s and stuff. So hopefully that means when in turn when they are pushing this out, it's going to be a pretty reliable setup. Kind of something that's already fairly vetted through. Tuners are already going to kind of know what it does, right? And they're just going to expand on it now that it's reaching a new demographic. Okay. And hopefully we got some crazy tuned beast out there once it comes out. Okay. So I'm still in the 400 camp and I don't know. We'll see what, we'll see what happens with the Integra. I'm really hoping they're... They'll be better than the latest gen Type R. Okay, nice. And if not, I am going to DM the engineer. Hmm. <laughs> so you know the post I made about the uh, Honda Homecoming? Yes. So I made the post after we did recorded the podcast episode about it. And I put some hashtags on it and whatnot. And the Honda uh, Civic Type R engineer found it and liked the posts. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, I wanted to DM him so bad. Listen to the episode, bro. <laughs> What's up with my Civic? Why do they keep overheating? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I have his Instagram now. <laughs> nice. So maybe I'll I'll piss off all the Honda fanboys and I'll DM him asking him why he's letting his uh his engineering creation overheat at the track when it's supposed to be a track car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it, but it, it just reminds me of like that one episode of that '70s show where Red Foreman um, got the chance to ask a question to the to the United States president, and he just asked a question that was basically mocking him. So I guess like this is kind of like your take on it. <laughs> I get, yeah. I mean, a little bit. I mean, I get. There's a team. I get. You know, there's a there's only so much they're allowed to do within a certain profit margin, right? And what they're trying to get for their angle out of it, but and for all we know, maybe he was the one arguing for us to the Honda Corporation that they needed to fix it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, he's the lead engineer, and they didn't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> they put it out, and I'm not gonna fucking fanboy over, you know, uh, a not so great track car product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very capable. It's fucking amazing. But yeah, you still got thousands to put into it and replacing that turbo system just to keep it from overheating, not to add performance. You know what I mean? So left me a little bit bitter. Okay. I need to go to old shit. (laughs) I need old cars. (laughs) I have an old car. We all do, Manny. I I think at this point I'm going to end up on a... On shitbox for life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny. So uh, last little segment here. It is uh, spooky season. Spooky season indeed. Yes. And so what I want to try to do is each episode this week is go through some of the events going on this month. And even if we already mentioned these events or if we're going to mention them like in this episode and like by next week, we'll try to see if we have more to announce and everything. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to start off with three of them, uh, two of them coming up this weekend and one for later on in the month. Mm-hmm. So, Manny, the first event. The first event is Nansuri. It's an event uh, hosted by Moonlight Runners. Um, I'm pulling up their IG right now. But it's going to be at Apple Valley Speedway or as everybody, as the OGs know, Grange. But it will be like a like a night track event, but also a swap meet also on the track site. I like that swap meet. Does it say what vendors are going to be there? Uh, I'm checking right now, actually, because uh, they just made a new flyer for it. So I'm checking it out right now. But so it doesn't really say much about the vendors. I'm guessing it's just like stuff dedicated to cars. And I know some of these guys are weebs, so who knows if we're going to see weeb vendors there. All right, cool, cool, cool. That sounds like it'll be a fun one. I like the idea of a, of a little night swap meet going on with a drift event. Yeah. So the event is sponsored by Moonlight Runners, Rude Boy Custom, and Andy T- Andy's Tires. So it looks like it's going to be more of like a drift night event as well. Very cool. I might be going, so who knows? All right, all right. Just need to work out the details because, well, just logistics, honestly. Always. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? And then there is a trunk or treat me, uh, happening in Anaheim. Yeah, is it Anaheim? Yeah. I do want to say Anaheim because I know they're, they're doing 
two, one in Fontana and the other in Anaheim. But it's going to be hosted, like, more, like, off-road vehicles and stuff. But, like, like I guess the club dedicates to, like, off-road stuff, and they're just hosting truck-or-treat meets. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, so Friday, October 29th, that one is going to be in Fontana, actually. Whereas the OC one is actually this Saturday as well. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, so that, I think that one's, uh for the OC one, I think that one's sponsored and hosted by OC Yodas. Got it, got it. Okay, and then we have for our final one this week at least is for October 23rd, and that's Anime Cult Expo. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be over in Long Beach. Good LBC. Yes, sir. So, uh, obviously, this is obvious, more of an anime expo, not really a car event. Mm-hmm. But I saw it posted, and we'll be sure to probably have these all reposted after the episode release. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we'll repost these um, after the episode release and try to continue posting them throughout the month. I know we're not the greatest with our social media. <laughs> we lag sometimes, a lot of times. <laughs> I blame work, but I can't blame work because that's my livelihood. Always. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually I think we'll figure out a good system for it. But for right Definitely. now, yeah, we'll, we'll post it when we can. <laughs> but with that, Manny... Let's call this an episode, buddy. All right. You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website at UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have any questions, want to send us an email, you can email us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. See everybody next Wednesday. Adios.